Desert Diaries. Week 44. Hello, Arizona calling. Well, do you know what? Actually, I'm lying. (laughs) Florida calling. I know. Well, this week, my wanderlust has been somewhat sated as we went back out on the road. Yay! Now, I'm heading back to England in about 10 days. I know, I feel quite strange about that, I can tell you, but that's for next week. But because I was going away, we decided to go on a family mini break. In the car, with the kids and the dog. (laughs) How relaxing. (laughs) Now, we set off on Friday afternoon from Phoenix in really quite lovely, warm sunshine. And we jumped on a road called the I-17 and just headed north. Now, we passed by brilliantly named roads and areas like Horse Thief Basin and Bloody Basin Road. I mean, the history of the wild southwest just jumps out at you. Never ceases to amaze me just how quickly and how frequently the landscape changes. As soon as you start to climb out of the valley that Phoenix nestles in, the cacti and the desert disappear to be replaced with rolling hills and scrubby woods and then turn into huge pine forests. It's just beautiful. Now, not only did we drive north, but we drove up, up to an elevation of nearly 7,000 feet to a town called Flagstaff. Flagstaff is known amongst Phoenicians in Arizona for being the place you go to to escape the heat of the summer, as its elevation means that temperatures are much cooler there. So cool, in fact, that there's a thriving ski resort in the town. And even by the time we arrived in early spring, there were still plenty of snow-capped mountains around and even some snow remaining on lower ground, which was a bit unexpected <laughs> as I just left the relative warmth of the valley. So to wake up in a teeny motel room to minus two the next morning was a bit of an awakening. No, I hadn't packed enough jumpers, so nothing new there then, really. Now, the city is named after a flagpole made out of a local pine tree, which was made to celebrate a group of people who set off from Boston on a discovery of the wild unknown West in the 1800s. There's still such a strong pioneering spirit to the town. There's a load of young people there as well as it's also a university town and some brilliant independent shops and cafes. I really liked it. We spent the day hiking in Sunset Crater National Park up an actual volcano. I mean, how amazing is that? Crunching through a mixture of volcanic ash and snow, which the dog was very excited about being a husky, rolled around a lot. And we also spent a lot of time climbing over swirling lava flows. Now, did you know there are two types of lava flow in the area? One is smooth and glassy and it's called pohoihoi. And the other is rough and jagged and it's called (laughs) aa. Why is it called uh-uh? Because that is the sound you make if you walk on it in bare feet. This is not a joke, I promise you. It's all to do with the kind of rate of cooling and the way that the lava flow forms. But look it up, I promise you. Pohoihoi and uh-uh. Brilliant. Now, if you are ever in the area and fancy a quite unique local dining experience, do try the infamous Roadkill Cafe. Their motto? You kill it. We grill it. Eating is more fun when you know it was hit on the run. (laughs) That's what they post outside, only in Arizona. Later on, we drove to Williams. It's a town about half an hour away, which really only boasts one main street. But that street is the historic Route 66. It was brilliant playing tourist in the state where I live. And I had to show a lot of restraint not to buy every single bit of Route 66 related tat that I could lay my eyes on because, oh, I loved it all. 
There were a couple of great looking real spit and sawdust saloons as well, but we abstained. Children and dogs very much not allowed. Maybe next time. The town was named after a famous trapper and mountain man called William Williams. (laughs) His nickname... Old Bill. Do you think his parents couldn't think of another name? I don't know. But there's a big bronze statue of him right at the start of the main street. One of the main reasons that people visit Williams, apart from Route 66, is to take the train to the Grand Canyon. There's a two-hour-long journey on the most beautiful steam train I can only imagine is wonderful. On the list for another time, for sure. But we decided to drive. The South Rim of the Grand Canyon is only about an hour away from Williams. And the journey just flew by because, again, blimey, the scenery. Ah, I wanted to stop off at every single tiny homestead that we went past just to chat to the people who live there. Vast plains of scrubland, forests again, the works all under a bright blue sky. Now, I'm sure, like me, you've seen the Grand Canyon on telly a zillion times on nature shows and documentaries and movies. And we all know what it looks like, right? I had wanted to go there, but we've lived in Arizona for about 10 months now and we hadn't been. So I was looking forward to it as we walked up from the car park towards the rim. I expected to go, oh, isn't that lovely? Oh, it's great. Let's go and get a cup of tea. But I tell you, from the moment I saw it, I actually didn't speak for about a minute. None of us did. Now, I know that everyone who sees the Grand Canyon for the first time is blown away, but man alive, I just couldn't take it all in. It is singularly the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. I I could attempt to describe it to you, but I'm sure you've heard it all before and and I just couldn't do it justice. I mean, pictures, videos, I, I put them on social media, but it just didn't and, and can't ever do it justice. My brain just kept trying to process the time, the millions and millions of years it took for the canyon to develop. What on earth the planet was like then? I mean, it had been around for literally hundreds of millions of years by the time the dinosaurs even showed up. Just imagine what on earth native people or pioneers had felt when they came across it for the first time. I mean, it's just awesome. Whenever I travel somewhere, it all serves to make me want to explore more. And I really wanted to get down into the canyon to paddle the length of the canyon floor on the Colorado River, which I had actually swum in in Nevada as a nine-year-old child in a moment of massive irresponsibility by my parents. (laughs) I'll tell you more about it another day, but it basically involved one of them letting me go in rapids and the other one catching me downstream. How I didn't float off forever, I will never, ever know. But as we left the Grand Canyon after a few hours, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I'll be back. Not least because the whole time I was there, I just couldn't get one thing out of my head. I really, really want my mum to see this. Now, I don't yet know if there's a chance she'll get here. We're waiting for the scan results and then a conversation with her doctor. But now, of course, the coronavirus has come along and added another layer of jeopardy to her travelling. There are so many hurdles it seems to overcome before I can even imagine standing there with my mum and her granddaughters. But there's still hope. But as well as hope, there was also joy because as we got into the car, I suddenly thought, wow, I'm at the Grand Canyon and now I'm going to drive home. And in a couple of hours, I'll be tucked up on my sofa in my house, where I live. I tell you, I hope that never gets old. Anyway, 
I'm currently in Orlando, Florida, come for some work. So I've swapped one set of palm trees for another one and swapped the dry heat of the desert for the humidity of the tropics. I'm here for a big podcasting conference, so a busy few days ahead. But like any parent of fairly young children, the thing I'm looking forward to most is being in a hotel room on my own. Oh, what bliss. I'll see you in the desert. I just want to say another massive thank you for listening to Desert Diaries. And an even bigger thanks if you've either left a review. I do really love reading them. If you manage to leave a review for me on Apple Podcasts, then I do appreciate it so, so much. It is just lovely to wake up and have a look at some of the things you've had to say. But do come and say hello as well. You can find me on Instagram at Sam Walker Radio, on Twitter at Walker Sam. And we've got a Facebook page now, Sam Walker's Desert Diaries. Either search for that or just come along and click on facebook.com slash see you in the desert. It would be great to hear from you on any of those social platforms. So do stop by and I'll pop some cactus juice in a jar for you.